my friend. Welcome back. If this is your first time watching or listening, I'm sorry, welcome. Um, I am super excited about tonight's podcast. This is something that I need to study on at least once a month. And so I was just really excited to kind of dig in this morning and take some notes for you guys and for myself and just really remind myself how important this is. But before we do that, let me just say that um, if you are not my friend on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, you can find me under Christina Smith McCulley, any of those places. I have a private group on Facebook that's very busy and fun, and I want to invite you to jump into that. The links for all these will be below this episode. I'll post them below so that you can just click on it and join. Let me know what you think of the podcast. I love to hear your feedback. I appreciate your feedback so, so much. Um, If you're on an Apple uh, device, if you would go leave me a review, that would be amazing. Um, If you really enjoyed this podcast and you think that other people would enjoy it, just screenshot it from your phone and like put it in your stories, tag me in it so that I can, you know, tell you thank you. But um, yeah that's great uh my prayer is that it blesses people that it helps people i know that this is like my therapy i'm kind of like i like use it to like teach myself so i pray it helps other people but even if it doesn't god knows i need it right so all right let's jump in after this quick introduction Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to Closet Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God... He continues to remind me he is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with him, he reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. Okay, so let's jump in. So tonight's episode is called The Mind Battle or Battle of the Mind or Battlefield of the Mind, whatever you want to call it. But we're going to be talking about our minds and how there is for real a war going on up there and there is a battle to stake a claim okay um if you are my friend on facebook or tiktok then you probably know that i've been dealing with some anxiety lately and some racing thoughts and i just like okay god i know this is not from you i mean his word says that he's not the author of confusion and whenever our thoughts are racing in our mind and that does create a sense of confusion you know so um I was talking to my friend last week and we were just I was telling her that and she was kind of reminding me of what my strategy should be for my mind or battling these thoughts or battling you know the racing thoughts and we're going to get into that but first let me just say that I used to think that I had no control over the thoughts in my mind um and then I would feel guilty about them. And maybe maybe that's you. I don't know. But I would feel guilty about these thoughts that would just pop up randomly. Like if I was jealous of someone or if I thought a judgmental thought about them or if, um, you know, just, you know, irrational thought, whatever, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? And I would feel guilty about them. But then I read a book that said that, you know, 
every thought that you think is not necessarily your thought. It's not like your heart came up with it. You know, I mean, there are worldly influences. There are, you know, everything we listen to and watch puts thoughts in our mind. People put thoughts in our mind. The enemy loves to use his arrows to throw darts at us. And not even, it's not even like him because he is a created being. He can only be in one place at a time. So it's his um, fallen angels, his demons, his workers that he has up in the heavenly realms that that is a that's probably a whole other podcast but basically how I imagine it is there are these there's a war going on above us you know the spiritual realm and these demons maybe this is too deep (laughs) maybe I should just anyways we'll go into that another time but um so first of all I want to I want to just encourage you with that that every thought that you think is not necessarily your thought don't let yourself feel guilty or beat yourself up about it whenever a thought comes into your mind we're going to talk about what to do with that thought and how that thought does and can become sinful but it's not from the very beginning does that make any sense at all i hope it does because that was a real revelation for me whenever i read that and, and got it in my heart you know um you don't have to take responsibility or feel bad or guilty for these thoughts. There is something you can do about them. So, you know, like I just said, there, there's, there's different things that put thoughts in our mind. I mean, we're born selfish. We're born of this world. Um, the things we watch, think, the people we listen to, the enemy himself, you know, that scientifically we can only think one thought at a time. But when my mind races, it, I was like, that cannot be true. Because it feels like a million things are going into my mind at one time. But it's not. It's just thoughts that are like popping up and they're going so fast. And that's when I know that some, I got I to gotta shut down for a little while. I got to get with God. I got to just, you know, because that's not a fun place to be when your mind is racing. I mean, I know, you probably know what I mean. Now, the purpose for, or not the purpose, but... Tonight's podcast, pretty much I'm going to be referring to the thoughts that the enemy shoots at our mind, okay? Now, whenever the world or the TV or media and all that puts thoughts in our mind, I'll I'll talk about that. I'll, you know, reiterate that. Why is my headphone? Do y'all hear that? It's making like a weird noise. It's like creaking. I don't know if you can hear that. I don't know what's going on. I don't think he wants me to do this podcast because my microphone wasn't working earlier. I got a headache earlier and I was so excited about it. And then all these things were coming up, but we're not going to deal with that, you know. Um, So the thoughts I'm going to be talking about from that creaking is really, hold on. Okay, we're not going to let these distractions stop us. Um, This is how important this podcast is, you know. We're trying to be distracted and all that good stuff. But so sorry sorry I'm rambling I get kind of excited and then I get rambling okay um let's just go ahead and establish that your mind is a battlefield that is a war is going on in there for your mind and the enemy wants it if you are a child of God if you are his um his child you've accepted Jesus into your heart as your savior he's your personal savior he's the lord of your life then you have a target a big old target right there in your head the enemy wants to penetrate he wants to get in there and cause doubt confusion um 
no, you know, he wants to take away your joy. He wants to steal your peace. Why? Because if you're a child of God and you're walking around here with some peace and some joy and you're not letting things bother you, of course, other people want to know why. What do you have? I, what do you have that I don't have? So the enemy wants to stop that. He can't have your soul, so he wants your joy. And you have a target on you that is just kind of exposed for him to just shoot at. And he is very uh, patient with his studying. Like, I, I believe he studied us for so long. He knows our triggers. You know, if you hang around someone long enough, you know what triggers to push. Like, I know what buttons I can push on my husband. I know what to say. I know where to, you know, irritate. The enemy knows too. He knows what to set up for for you to be discouraged and um, tempted. You know, his, his name, his names are the accuser, the tempter, the deceiver. So he's constantly accusing, you know, you messed up yesterday. I mean, what kind of Christian are you? Like, you should beat yourself up. You should be ashamed of yourself. Or temptation, you know. Nobody's going to know. Come on. You're not really compromising that much. It's not a big deal. Everybody else does it. Just come on. And then the deceiver where he just flat out tells you a lie. You're not a child of God. Why, do, why would you think that you're a child of God? Like, come on. Look how much you've messed up. Look at everything you've done. Look at your past. How could he forgive you? I mean, just straight out lies to us. So he knows. Oh, that was loud in my house. He knows where to push you know so there's a war going on in your mind all the time and it's you know it's unfair and it's relentless and it is on purpose it's on purpose so just go ahead and know that why does he want your mind why does he want to put thoughts in your mind or to because every action started with a thought your thoughts affect your attitude it affects your emotions it affects your behavior every Sin started with a thought. A look of the eyes. Look at David. He looked at Bashima. I mean, look at Judas. He was tempted with money. He thought about it first. People don't just jump into things. You know, when someone gets caught in an affair or embezzlement or, I mean, whatever, even murder. You know, it didn't just start with them people just jumping in and like, there was a thought, there was a thought about it, and a chance to say, wait a minute, this is not, this is not what I want to do, this is not where I want to go, I mean, there's always a thought that starts the, the action, you know, and then once we have them actions, they become our character, and once they become our character, we believe that about ourselves, and it's very hard to, it's very hard to pull back, that's why it's so important the Bible says, take every thought captive before Jesus. And I imagine it like a thought hits my mind. Let's say I'm scrolling Facebook and, and I think, that girl just wants attention. Okay, that thought right there, I take that captive, I hold it up to the obedience of Christ, and I, I kind of, he just, the more I do that, the more he lets me see them kind of through his eyes, like instead of Instead of thinking that way, I'm more like to think maybe there's something going on. You know, maybe there's some insecurities that she just can't handle and she just needs that attention. Do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? That's probably a terrible example. But when you take the thought that is not aligned with the Word of God and hold it up to the Word of God, He'll start changing 
them thoughts. He'll start changing your heart and your attitude because that is a that's honoring him to take every thought captive. And when a million thoughts are hitting our mind and we think, how am I supposed to take every thought captive? That's when you really just have to like shut down and just get with God in some alone time. Get off of your phone, get out of the TV, maybe get away from people and just take some time alone because he is faithful to show up when we call upon him. I mean, there's been times I've been in a crowded room, just have to go to the bathroom, just go to the bathroom, get in a stall and just talk to him. Just pull myself away from all this things that are like going for my attention or, or thoughts that are trying to pop in my mind, you know, insecurities or comparing myself with the people in the room. None of that lines up with the Word of God, does it? That's why it's so important to be in the Word of God so that we'll know the truth about who we are and who we are to God. Because if you don't know it, then you'll believe them lies. Why? It's almost easier. I mean, honestly, it's almost easier to believe the negative than it is the positive. I mean, I can hear a hundred positive comments a day, but that one negative comment will stay in my mind, you know, and it takes more muscle, more spiritual muscle to get rid of that negative thought than it does that positive. So sometimes we just don't, we just, you know, I just don't want to fight it. So let me just believe it. And then when that belief gets rooted, let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about that. So what is a thought? And why does it, how can it take over? How can it become a lie? I mean, you would think that we would recognize a lie, right? Well, a thought is a seed. So if you take that seed and you throw it down the ground and you see it and you're like, oh no, I don't want that seed in my garden. Let's just think about a a pile of dirt, okay? I mean, I don't know how to garden that good, but I can pretty much kind of figure this part out. But so that seed's on the pile of dirt pick that seed up and you throw it out. I don't want that in my dirt. Okay, that's what it's that's what it is whenever you take the thought captive. You throw it out, you get rid of it, you hold it up to the obedience of Christ, okay? So um but now let's say that thought, that seed, that thought comes into your mind um that does not line up with God's word. Let's just say the thought is um you'll never amount to anything. Okay, so you take that thought, you take that seed you put it in the ground, the ground being your mind. Um, now, what happens? Well, when you start watering it, when you start fertilizing it, when you start feeding it, it's going to develop roots. So if that thought stays in your mind, of course the enemy, you know, usually your behavior will show. I know whenever I'm mad at myself, I feel guilty about something, I'm beating myself up. My face shows it. My countenance show it. You know, the enemy is not God. He is not, I mean, like, he's like an ant compared to an atomic bomb when it comes to, like, who God is versus who the enemy is. So he can't read our minds. He can't be everywhere at one time. Um, he can't have us. If you're a child of God, he can't have you. But he, he studies. He knows. And, you know, if I, if I believe something that's a lie, I'm probably going to start acting that way. I mean, how do how does our body act when we are depressed? How does our our body act whenever we're anxious? You know, them body what is that body language shows that. So if I take that thought, that seed, and I start leaving it there and just kind of you know just let it do what it wants to do, it's going to be watered with other people's opinions, with um, maybe TV shows, with 
just with with my own thoughts really you know it's going to be water it's going to be fertilizing and then it creates roots <clears throat> so when them roots go down deep they're harder to to dig out whenever they're deeper right they become deeper and deeper that is what is a stronghold in your mind that basically means you believe a lie it is in there it's pretty firm and the enemy has pretty much put a flag on that area of your mind and claimed it because you're believing a lie and a stronghold is something that maybe you keep thinking or you keep going back to i used to have such a stronghold in insecurity i mean like seriously like I was so paranoid that everybody was talking about me. I took everything personal. Um, I thought everybody, I thought I was too hyper and loud. And so therefore, nobody liked me. And that I was, you know, I just had this major insecurity. The enemy started very, very young. And it came from hearing other people say things about themselves. They they wasn't trying to put that in my mind. But me hearing uh, an adult say it about herself, I thought, well, that's what, I mean, that must be what people think about me. And so um, it just, you know, it just got in there and grew. And it's easy. I mean, I think we all have a little insecurity when you're younger, but it followed me until, I mean, like, and I didn't even know I had a problem with it. I don't even really know. I think I started spending time with God um, faithfully in the morning time, and he just started revealing to me different things, you know. When we spend time with God, he does reveal things because we're honoring him. We're putting him first. And so he'll start revealing things that need to be plugged out of you. And I just have this major stronghold insecurity, like majorly. And fear. Oh, my word. I was so scared. I was so scared of everything. I was scared of people. I was scared of what people thought about me. I was scared to disappoint people. Um, And when I say people, scared of people, I was scared, like, of getting kidnapped and, like, getting hurt, getting murdered. I mean... It was like literally controlling my life. I mean, like I wouldn't want to go anywhere. I can remember walking down the street with my mama. I was pregnant with my daughter, so it was 19 years ago. And we were in St. Augustine, like one of the nicest towns in the world. And we're walking down the street. I'm like, Mama, Mama, are they looking at us? She's like, Christina, you are in St. Augustine. <laughs> I know, but I was just so scared of everybody. And that stemmed from some issues when I was a child from a neighbor so it just I mean things start early and when they get in our mind especially as a child it's very hard to pull up and maybe that's some of your past maybe something has gotten into your heart as a child that wasn't your fault that's not your fault but you can get with God now and let him let him work with you it's not too late I promise you nothing is impossible for God nothing it doesn't matter how far you think you've gone it doesn't matter um, how far you've walked away from him. Nothing is impossible for him. There's no hopelessness with God. None. So I hope that encourages somebody. Just, you know, spend time with him. He, he will, he'll show you. But anyways, a stronghold is like a repeated pattern, like a bad habit, like something you keep going back to. I know I also had strongholds of not believing that I was surely forgiven. Um, I would, you know, I thought other people, you know, they, they are probably forgiven, but not me because I knew better. It's just a lie that you have believed. And it's usually a lie that is deep-rooted and it reoccurs. It pops up in your mind, you know, a lot. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, it says, The God of this age, the enemy, the devil, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So they, they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of God, who is the 
in who is the image of God. So that's talking about the unbelievers. But if you are a believer, then you can't be blinded by the enemy. So even if you have a stronghold, even if you're sitting here right now being like, oh, I got this, this, that God can fix that. Get with him. He can show you. He can help start revealing. Like just ask, ask the Holy Spirit, ask him. That's what he's there for. He was sent to be our guide, our comforter, our revelationer. I don't even know if that's the word, but the one who reveals things to us. So what can you do about this? I'm going to give you five things not tips but five things that I do um I mean pretty I try to do this all the time because it's you know it doesn't it's not like okay let me get with God and let him show me what's going on in my mind and my heart and that's it one time that's it no the enemy never stops he's relentless he does not want you bringing anybody else into the kingdom he doesn't want you showing patience or joy or mercy to people he doesn't want that so he's constantly He's constantly sending those arrows of those thoughts that he wants to get in and, you know, trick you with. You must be intentional. You have to be intentional about your mind. And you have to take it seriously. That is where everything starts. Uh, everything starts in the mind. I mean, when I walk into the kitchen, I'm like, oh, I want this uh, fudge round. I mean, that was a thought. It's not like I just, now sometimes I probably do do it on autopilot, but that's where I need to slow myself down and think. Just like autopilot, I'll be going to the Amazon app store, put stuff in and buy it. No, I need to stop, slow myself down and think, what are you doing, Christina? What are you doing? Okay. All right. I got off subject. Um, so these are things that I do to help fight the battle in my mind, I guess, if you would say. I have to watch what I'm putting in my mind, okay? I have to be intentional about what I allow myself to read, to see, to listen to. I can't just, you know, I know what I can't watch on TV. I know, because I know what it'll do to me. Like, if I go watch this show, all these uh, girls party and dance, I'll be wanting to go out party and dance. I'll be like, why not? Teenagers still party and dancing and all that, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, like, why can't I go out drinking and just being wild and free? I don't, that's not the life I want to live. But if I watch that kind of stuff, I'll be thinking it was fun. You know, like, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so you have to watch, I have to watch what I put in my mind. Now, how am I going to know if what I'm putting in my mind is okay or not? Well, that's where renewal of the mind comes in. And you renew your mind by getting in the Word of God. I mean, you renew your Listen, I have the Bible, um, the version, the message. I love that version. I'll read that version all the time because it's just very plain Jane. Like, it just tells it like it is. Um, you need to be able to understand what you're reading. If you have a Bible you can't understand, then find one that you can. I used to have a children's Bible. I mean, that's kind of what the message kind of reminds me of. But, you know, you have to renew your mind with the Word of God. You have to take every thought captive. How can you take every thought captive if you don't know what Jesus would think? You know what I mean? Like, if we don't know what the Word says, then how do we know that thought's wrong? So, you know, you that's, I mean, that's probably the number one thing I try to make sure I do is renew my mind constantly. Um, because you're renewing your mind does change your heart. 
Another thing is I remember to put on the armor. Now you've probably read about this in Ephesians, but that helmet of salvation, that helmet is there to protect your mind. That's what it does. It, you know, when you go around unguarded, it would be like going into a war without armor. You're going into a war every single day. And that's something that I have wrote on my on my um, mirror in my bathroom. I have all Ephesians, uh, I think it's six. Um, I have all of the weapons that he gives us. The shield of faith, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. I have it written and what they do. And not every single day do I remember to, you know, read it. But it's just like getting dressed. I mean, it's just I want it to be a part of my everyday routine to where I get dressed. And lately, my friend reminded me, where's your helmet at? And and lately I have like constantly, like if I start thinking something, Mm-mm, my helmet's on. I'm not. Or if I get anxiety about, oh, is this anxiety going to come back? <laughs> no, my helmet's on. My helmet, don't go around unguarded. Another thing that I do is I spend time alone with God. I think that we honor him. By just turning off the TV, all music, put away my phone. Don't be afraid of silence. Do not be afraid of silence. You're honoring him, and I do. The Bible says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It says that in Hebrews, I think. Hebrews? Romans? I should look that up. Um, You know, I love to listen to podcasts in my car. And my friend the other day reminded me, like, and she said in her car, that's where she gets a lot of alone time with God. I'm like, oh, I like listening to podcasts. But you know what podcasts are? It's other people's opinion. Even you listening to me, it's other people's opinion. And I'm honored that you're listening to me. But don't only fill the your time with sound. It's scary to be in our, it's scary for me to be in silence. Because being alone with your own thoughts can be like, mm. but if you remind yourself, no, God, I'm honoring you. I'm honoring you by doing this. When a thought does come in your mind that's like rambling or just like out there, when you sit with him, it'll become a habit and you'll be able to corral them thoughts. No, I'm, I'm, I'm meditating on you, God. I'm meditating on you. So time alone with him can be in his word or it could just be just sitting. Like when I'm driving lately, ever since my friend came the other day, I've, I have not been listening to anything in my car. And I'll just be, okay, God, just me. And I'll just kind of talk to him and and just be quiet, and then if my thoughts start rambling about something, I'll just try to pull them back, and just know this is my time to, to think about you, God. Another thing that a lot of people don't like to do, because it's kind of scary, is confession to a trusted Christian friend when you're struggling with something. James 5.16 says that. It says to, um, well, let me read it. Hold on just a minute. Let me read it. So James 5.16, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So having a, a Christian friend, a, a Christian mentor that you can come to and say, Listen, I'm dealing with this. You know, is very powerful. Because the enemy loves for you to keep it in the dark and keep it secret so he can hang it over your head and beat you up. But when you bring it out into light, and I'm not saying go broadcast on a Facebook Live or, or whatever. I'm just saying get with a, you know, a Christian person that you can open up to and ask for prayer. I believe God, if you ask God to send, to show you who you can, he will. Because they need to be trusted. They need to be non-judgmental, And they need to be somebody that will honestly pray for you and not condemn you or judge you we've you know we've all messed up we've all 
We've all messed up. And the ground at the cross is even. Nobody's better or worse than another person when it comes to sin. We've all sinned and messed up. But Jesus is there to redeem that. Okay, so that was four, confession, getting things into light. Um, Five is remember to stand. I think in Ephesians 1, 19 through 20, um, it talks about standing firm. So when we are, whenever we are in a, okay, hold on, let me think, let me think, let me think. Whenever my mind is racing, sometimes I'll, go faster like I'll just like jump from here to there and I'll be on my phone and jumping jumping and I'll just almost be researching and trying to figure this out and looking up this and looking up that or or doing something to try to make myself feel better like eating bad food or like buying something on Amazon um but when you stand firm when you just stand there I mean God never tells us to fight this battle on our own he gives us the weapons we need and we can stand in his shadow and trust that he's got us you know whenever um people feel lost they seem to be like running faster or something you know like if you don't know what's going on you're almost like in a panic (laughs) and it's hard to like calm down and like just stand there and wait you're just you know but if you're lost in the woods and you don't know where you're going and you're going the wrong way you're never going to get there but if you stay in the one spot and people are looking for you they will find you So standing in the promises of Jesus, standing in the shadow of God, and not allowing yourself to, like, go on this rampage. Does that make any sense? Like, I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't get it out. It made sense this morning, but I can't really (laughs) get it out. But this might be all over the place. I hope this has helped you. I really, every time that I start researching or you know, studying and getting in my word or or listening to a sermon on the battlefield of the mind, on the battle of the mind. I'm just like, yes, God, that's right. That's right. We don't have to. We don't have to just put up with them thoughts. You know, we don't have to claim them as our own. I don't have to believe that lie. And if I want to leave you with anything, I just want to encourage you to get with him by yourself. Get some alone time because he will show you. He'll reveal it. You know, the Bible is like a mirror. It shows us ourselves. It shows us what God wants to fix. He loves us too much. You know, people think that being a Christian is just a bunch of set of rules and all, but I mean, they're all for your for your own benefit, for your own peace and joy. It's not a rule to hurt you or to not let you have any fun. There's freedom in Christ. And that freedom is bought by His blood that we can enjoy our life. That we don't have to live in fear and anxiety and shame and just being down all the time. So let me pray for you. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. If I made sense or if I didn't, I, I appreciate your, um, I don't want to say criticism. That sounds like a bad word. I appreciate your feedback either way. Like if I was rambling all over the place, let me know. Just, you know, I, I just appreciate it either way people are coming in and out so i'm gonna pray and jump off here because they are like the house is getting crowded we have family on sunday every sunday so dear lord i just thank you that we can come to you anytime that your throne is always open for us that we don't have to wait or have a certain um 
outfit on to come into your presence, that we don't have to just be in a certain building, that we can come to you anytime. And I just, I thank you for that. I thank you that you've given, that Jesus give us that way. And I just pray for every person listening right now that, that you, they'll get a craving to spend time with you. They'll get a craving to be in your word and that, um, that the battle that's, that's raging on our minds that we see it is a real battle but that you have given us the weapons to defeat it. And the weapons aren't of this world. And they're not fighting with other people. The spiritual battle. The spiritual battle that's going on. Help us to see that and to acknowledge that. But to honor you by taking the weapons that you've given us to fight it with. That you've just laid out for us. That we're not in here alone. That we're not in it alone. I thank you for loving us. I thank you so much for your grace and mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you that you are the perfect Heavenly Father, that you love us so, so, so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.